This is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. Welcome back to the Paycheck Today Check Reseller Podcast. We are on episode nine, and today we're going to be talking about whether you should consider becoming a niche reseller or an everything reseller. And this is one of those topics that are pretty hotly debated amongst our reselling community here, and everyone has pretty strong feelings about it. So yeah. we're interested in we're interested in finding out what you think and maybe we'll give you some pros and cons here of each option and then that might help you decide if you're trying to figure it out for yourself as well. Yeah, I think when you first start reselling, one of the biggest things to figure out is what are you going to sell? So you start following resellers and some of them are an everything seller and they sell anything and everything and then you have some that maybe they just focus on shoes, remotes for TVs or they sell sporting goods and you know that's just something that you're going to have to figure out. Uh, there's definitely pros and cons of each. Casey and I are definitely everything sellers. We look for certain things, but we are just the type where if we find something that can make us money, we're going to buy it. We're not really you know, niche down to where we won't buy something. So I would say we lean more towards being an everything seller. I started out as an everything seller also. And in a previous episode, I mentioned that I started with clothing, did a lot of that for a long time. And then one day I realized that I actually really hate listing clothing. I've started to move away more and more from that. I really do like sourcing and listing and selling shoes, toys, grocery items, beauty items, discontinued things, stuff like that. That's where my joy comes from. I'm not opposed to picking up something else. I also like auto parts, actually. Oddly well, enough. because you worked at a dealership. Yeah. It, they're so easy to list. Like they all have part numbers. So mm-hmm. you just type the part number in and everything comes up. You know, it's really easy to identify things. My big thing is to find what brings you some like happiness and joy and satisfaction. You want to like what you're doing. And I know you mentioned before, Liz, that you hate selling pants. The problem (laughs) is that we, well, you hate listing pants. Yes, I hate listing them. Yeah. Find like a great deal on some amazing pants. And it's really hard to pass that up and say no to, but you have to figure out if you're If you're going to pick those up anyways, even though you know yourself well enough that you don't like listing them, are you actually going to list them or are they going to sit there and collect dust for a little while? So you have to be uh, disciplined enough, I guess, to be able to pick those up anyways, even though you don't like doing it and list them, even though you don't want to. That's very true. The biggest thing is to find things that you want to sell that you know you're going to list. You're going to be excited about listing them. You're not going to dread it because if you dread it, then you're going to end up having a big pile. Well, we have a big pile. It's because we just source too much and we don't list enough. But let's dive into some of the reasons why you might want to be a niche seller. One benefit would be you are getting to know that particular category. 
So let's say that you want to only sell shoes. Then you are going to be faster when you go out sourcing because you're only going to be looking for shoes. You're going to get to know that category really well to where you're not having to look up the items as much. So that's definitely a time saver, especially if you want to just do it part time and you don't have a lot of time to go in. And Casey and I, we could literally spend half the day in a thrift store. We could spend hours just going through every single section of it. Mm -hmm. And that's just something to think about if you want to resell part-time do you have a lot of time to go and just kind of be an everything seller and walk around and look up items or do you want to be faster at the sourcing yeah absolutely that's a, a huge one another like really awesome benefits being a niche seller is that you can build a store or closet that attracts those repeat buyers i think everything sellers tend to have less repeat buyers unless they have some really great way of retaining their customers, like some, you know, amazing marketing or something that they, you know, coupons or whatever they send out all the time. Those niche stores, like I've bought um, a couple pairs of sneakers for my nephew who he loves like the, you know, like Nikes and all that stuff. Like he's in high school. So he loves he's it. bougie with the sneakers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's this one guy on eBay that I've had great experience experiences with and I keep going back to his store and buying you know this kid sneakers on there and I'll always check his store first because I know I'm getting what I purchased I'm getting it quickly it's packaged really well like it's been a great experience so far so that's definitely a great uh, benefit to being a niche seller like if you have if you find those people that want what you have they're going to keep coming back as long as you give them a great experience. Yeah. And I mean, even though we're considered an everything seller, we still kind of focus on certain things, especially in the area that we're in. Since we're in Apache Junction, Arizona, there's a lot of retirees out here. So we get a lot of golf clubs, golf attire, a lot of Western shirts. We have a few repeat buyers because I I think they see that we're putting up like a, a lot of those items. But in general, it that would be a con for an everything seller is that you're just not going to get the repeat buyers. I had a, a seller on eBay send me a coupon to use for 20% off in their store. And I looked and it was just a bunch of random stuff. And it's like, nothing really for me. So I feel like if you can build a store, maybe you're going to build a Western store and have nothing but Western boots and shirts then you can utilize those coupons that eBay offers, or I don't, I'm not sure what they do on Posh or Macari, but you could do that to bring buyers back to your store. So that mm-hmm. is a huge pro. Another thing that I think is a pro would be when you have all those items, you can then look to maybe wholesale and sell items in bulk and maybe, you know, sell to resellers or sell to somebody who's looking for a higher quantity. I know Rockstar Flipper buys remotes in wholesale. Like if you did, you know, remotes for TVs, like you could probably have like bulk items and try to move product a little faster. That could be an option as well. Absolutely agree with that. That would be a great thing. It's time for another what's in our reseller toolbox. In this segment, we share the latest tips and tools to help you build and grow your reselling business. Let's find out what tool we have for today. Now it is time for our reseller toolbox segments. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about utilizing cashback services and reward services. So when you're sourcing, there's all kinds of different things that you can like mostly apps and websites that you can use to lower your cost of goods or to get cash back on something that you've already purchased. First thing that we're going to talk about is the app called Fetch. You can download it in the Apple Store or the Google Play Store. Basically, any receipt that you get when you purchase anything, any goods, 
services, restaurants, groceries, anything that you purchase, you can take a picture of that receipt and upload it to the Fetch app. And then you get a certain amount of points back from that receipt. They do have different promotions sometimes. Like if you purchase a certain brand of like, I don't know, English muffins, let's say, in your grocery shopping trip, they'll give you, you know, extra points back. But then you can use those points and redeem them for gift cards or cash back, I think, to your PayPal or bank account. And you can redeem those gift cards, you know, and start the whole process all over again. So especially if you're an RA sourcer, an OA sourcer, retail or online arbitrage. Um, I use this a lot. And you can also attach like your Amazon account and I think your email as well. So when you make purchases online, you don't have those physical receipts. It will um, catch those digital copies of the receipts, their invoices that get sent to you and you'll get points for those too. I mean, anytime that you can save money or, you know, earn points to then down the road. I mean, it's not like you get a lot, but every, you know, little bit helps and it always helps like bring your, your buy costs down as well. If you're thinking of doing online arbitrage, one really good thing is Rakuten. That's a cashback service. You download the Chrome extension. And when you go to a website, let's say you go to Carter's and you're buying a bunch of kids clothing, you'll actually get notified if they give cash back. The other website that we wanted to talk about, it's very similar to Rakuten. It's called Top Cashback. And usually I end up using this one more often because the percentages back are just slightly higher. Even if it's like one or two percentages higher, it's still, you know, it adds up pretty quickly. We'll have a link for that one below. And that one is a referral link as well. Um, You guys can refer people too. So feel free to use that if you'd like to save some money when you make purchases online. All right, back to episode number nine, talking about should you be an everything seller or a niche seller? We just went over some really good points on the pros and cons of being a niche seller. So let's talk now about being an everything seller, which I definitely identify myself more of. I think that one of the pros is you are going to have more opportunity when you're outsourcing. You're not just relying on one or two categories. When you go in, you just have a lot more options when you're sourcing. So for instance, if you go to the same thrift store pretty often, a couple times a week, you'll know just by doing a quick walk by of the shoes, if they've changed them out or added new shoes to that, to the shelves, if it's kind of dried up the same inventory, you know, you can kind of pass by that and then maybe go ahead to the t-shirts or hard goods or whatnot. Another benefit I think is that you're going to have a broad knowledge of just kind of like everything and be able to identify more easily something that might have some value just by looking at it because you're just going to have this like base knowledge of like what makes something more valuable like the quality or where something is made for instance if we see something that's made in Italy I will always give something made in Italy a second look look it up if I don't know much about the item whether it's like a hard good or shoes or whatnot and see if that, you know, whatever brand it is, is worth picking up to resell. Yeah, that is important. If you're an everything seller, you're not ha- you're not just relying on, like you said, one category. So if you do go to those stores and they don't have a lot of items, you at least have other options. I think being a reselling couple doing everything is beneficial because we have we have two people. So he can go when we go into Goodwill, like Casey goes straight to the men's shoes, I'll go to the kids section. So we kind of tackle the store. So if you are going to be reselling with someone else, doing everything allows you to go through the store and then get through those categories faster. And then you're you're helping each other learn versus if you're just doing the shoes and you're just so pigeonholed into 
one category that you're not really becoming knowledgeable on other items. And there are just so many items, especially if you're you're doing thrifting. I recommend being an everything seller, just taking a day, couple hours to go in and just start looking everything up. If you're doing that, you're finding something that you really like. So maybe you didn't know that you really like selling t-shirts or you really like the hard goods. So by going in and being open to you know what you're selling in the beginning will help you kind of figure out what you're going to eventually sell. So another thing that we wanted to mention was that if you are an everything seller, it's definitely easier to kind of make money from anywhere because you know that you can pretty much walk into any kind of store and find something that you can sell for a profit, whether it's a, a thrift store or something like a Savers or Marshalls, TJ Maxx or a Walmart, Target, whatever. You can pretty much go anywhere and make money if you need to. So that's a huge, huge plus. Yeah, there's definitely more opportunity anywhere you go. You could go on vacation and you know hit up some Walmarts and look for items that you're going to resell versus if you're niche down, like my friend Patty, she just kind of sells discontinued items. So mm-hmm. she's really narrowed to where she can even go sourcing. So a lot of those items, she has to go to small mom and pop hardware stores or pharmacies, things like that. So she doesn't always have opportunities to go out and go sourcing. She just kind of has to, you know, go to the few that she can find. And she does a lot of hiking. So she'll go to like Utah. And then on the way, she'll stop at some of those smaller stores in the smaller towns. But by her doing just kind of like the discontinued items, she is really narrowed down to where she can go sourcing. One last thing that I wanted to throw and I thought about as a good benefit to being a niche reseller is... I think it would be easier to find different people to be able to help you out, you know, like keep an eye on inventory, whether it's someone at, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, there was this specific toy that was really, really uh, hot and everyone was looking for it. And I was traveling home for a holiday to my parents' house. And that was about four and a half hours from where I was living at the time. So I had already checked my local Walmarts and Targets but I knew two people that worked at two different Walmarts out near my parents' house. So I contacted them. I told them the skew of what I was looking for. And then they checked it out like a couple times a day to see when their shipments were coming in. And as soon as they were you know, available, they sent me a text, let me know to head out to their stores so I could go get these uh, stupid toys to resell. But that definitely helped me out a lot because especially based on where you live, if you, you know, my parents live kind of in the middle of nowhere. So it's, a, it's a journey to get to any kind of a Walmart. So then you're not running around like a chicken with your head cut off from store to store looking and hoping that you're going to be able to find what you're looking for. I know there's people at different thrift stores that help out resellers, you know, they kind of become friends and then they let them know when new inventory hits, when they change tags, all that stuff. I think it would be a little bit easier to, you know, make those connections as a niche seller. Or like niche stores. Yeah. You know, you're going into... Ross and you're just looking at Ross shoes, like they'll, you know, you get to know the workers there and and they know what you're coming in for if you're doing that. Right. Versus like, if you're looking for anything, it's harder for people to remember like, oh, this person's looking for one out of these, all these hundreds of items. And how are, you know, they're not a reseller. So how are they supposed to remember all that versus like, if you're just looking for shoes or specific toy or a couple specific toys, it would be easier for them to remember that and then to remember you. Yeah. And it's important to be nice to the workers. Uh, I know that there's people that will bring them Starbucks gift cards. They have the ins and the outs of how they're stored 
puts out merchandise or when they get it in or when they're gonna have markdowns. That is really important. Build those relationships. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that daycheck. Check.